0: This game's underway.
1: Into the wind of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, oh my God. God. Deep to right
0: field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't
2: believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, Play ball.
1: Welcome into another episode of Payoff Pitch Friday, April 22nd, 2022. A 15-game slate on this Friday. All 30 teams in action, including seven divisional matchups. Brendan Glasheen with the Action Network, Sean Zarillo. He's one of our great contributors on the baseball side and Action Network Senior Editor Colin Whitchurch, per usual, great to have you joining us. We're here every Tuesday and Friday, folks. We come to you with analysis and breakdown of the day's slate in Major League Baseball. Please rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate you all coming along for the ride here on Payoff Pitch. We've been going at it now for about a month. When you go back to our previews before the season started, and now we are well underway with the season a few weeks old. Just before we get started here, uh, Sean Zerillo, I wanted to send it to you because uh, you do such a great job of uh, of being transparent about the way the season is going. But just I wanted to get a thought from you on how full game unders out of the gate have done really well. And a big impact on that has been relief pitching. And I think that's an opportunity as a teaching moment to some folks that might be newer to betting baseball.
0: Well, I think it's fascinating because first five overs and unders are generally winning about as often as you'd expect them to. I think there's a slight lean to overs there, potentially. It's it's 51% on either side, but full game unders are catching at a 60% clip, and that continued yesterday. We saw games going over the first five innings, and then nobody's scoring once the relief pitching come in. So I think it's actually been a wise strategy to start hitting these live unders as soon as the starters come out of the game. Looked at the live under in Seattle last night, the moment Marco Gonzalez got yanked. Took it last night in Chicago, the moment the starters came out there. And Will Crow put in some excellent fireman work for the Pirates. So as long as you see some fresh relievers in these bullpens, it just seems like hitters aren't doing well at adjusting the first time they see pitchers very well at all. Um, And I've continually lowered my run environment as a result. But I'm, I'm having a difficult time deciding whether I need to just adjust that full game total down whether I just need to bring totals down across the board. But I've decreased my run environment by about 20% since the year started. I feel like I can't go low enough.
1: And the reason why I bring up that there are seven divisional games today, again, all 30 teams are in action, is because long-term when betting baseball, there are some advantages to looking at divisional underdogs. And look, when we have more of a sample size as the year goes on, we're in the month of April, um, it is something that you can look at, at least even if you don't bet the games, to evaluate and then use down the road. Colin uh, with church, just any general thoughts before we dive into the state today about how your season has gone and just any general tips slash concerns slash suggestions as to how you should be going about big slates like this.
2: I mean, I I'll touch on the, the unders trend right now and say that, you know, I'm, I'm a button for punishment to a certain extent, and I know this is going to even out a little bit. So it's going to even out a little bit. Eventually they're going to catch up. They're going to try to, to kind of, kind of overcorrect. So I'm still keeping an eye <clears throat> on overs um, in general. Like I, I think that eventually we're going to see a run on the overs when the books adjust to these lines. So I'm looking for opportunities where maybe they've overcorrected on certain lines and, um, they're going to start setting the lines a little bit too low um, to try to make up for the fact that the unders are just absolutely crushing it right now. So that's, that's really where I'm focused right now. I'm also looking for opportunities where we're finally, we finally have these pitchers entering their third and fourth starts of the season. So I'm curious, and we'll talk about it with one of the games coming up. I'm curious to see where books start to, kind of overreact to slow start from certain pitchers and we can find value there. Um, so yeah, that, that's basically where I'm at right now. So far it's, it's tricky early, early days of the season. You don't want to overreact yourself. You're just looking for places where the sports books are overreacting and you can take advantage.
0: We're starting to get to a point too, where batted ball data is stabilizing a little bit. Once you get 50 balls in play from a hitter, that's a bit more predictive strikeout rate starting to stabilize for pitchers, whether that's improving or, declining so once we get another start or two from these pitchers I'm going to really start regressing in-season data into my model projections much more
1: that's a great point by Colin that the starters are starting to rev it up and maybe that does impact a relief pitcher not having as much of an impact in a game because they're not as needed at this stage of the season okay let's dive into the slate uh, some of the matchups of the day leading off. We'll take a few minutes to talk about some of the matchups that stand out to both Zarillo and Whitchurch. Sean, we'll start with Brewers and Phillies. Brewers are uh, tied. They have the longest win streak in baseball tied with the Padres. Four straight wins. They are actually a dog in this game with the Phillies being at home. The total set at eight.
0: No value on this game for me. Both pitchers struggling a little bit this year. Both guys had expected ERAs under three last season. Suarez not missing bats as much. Ranger Suarez, the guy I'm still high on, I think, relative to the market. Freddie Peralta's walk rate up about 6%, hitting the zone 10% less often. He had some command issues at the end of last year, too, so it's a bit concerning because he was a long shot Cy Young bet for me coming into the year. He doesn't look right. didn't look right at the end of last year, so I'm not sure if Colin has a bet on this game, but it's a pass for me.
2: This is probably one of my favorite bets of the day. I actually love the under here, it, and this falls right in line with what we were just talking about. I think if we saw this matchup in the first half of the first week of the season, Freddie Peralta against Ranger Suarez, we'd see the total a little bit lower. It actually opened to eight and a half last night. I grabbed some of that. Love me some eight and a half. I would still take it at eight. And I would take the first five innings under four and a half. I think this is a perfect buy low opportunity on both Suarez and Peralta. Like you said, they've both looked really bad so far this season. I'm a little bit more worried about Suarez. They kept his pitch count low, understandably, his first two starts. But he also only had eight combined swinging strikes in those first two starts. Peralta, I'm more convinced, is going to put it together. I really like to look at swinging strikes. Mm -hmm. I really like to look at swinging strikes when it comes to starting even if they're running into a little bit of trouble, especially established starters like Peralta. He had 14 swinging strikes, um, or I'm sorry, 11 swinging strikes in his first start against the Cubs. He had 13 in his second start against the Cardinals. That was just an 88 and 77 pitches, respectively. He's still missing bats at an above-average clip. He just needs to find his command of the zone a little bit better. He only gave up one home run total in those two starts. So I think he's going to be totally fine. I think that we get a little bit of regression to the mean for Suarez. And I think that we would see this total at seven and a half. If this were happening in the first week of the season, I'm buying both of these pitchers in a low spot of their seasons under eight and under eight full game under four and a half first five innings. I like them both. Total has gone under in four of the last
1: five games. for The Brewers, they are coming off a sweep of the Pirates, so that that, that is worth bringing up. They are the Pirates, but uh, it's perhaps a, a confidence booster for that, that pitching staff going into this series with the Phillies. Uh, let's go to Red Sox-Rays. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier. You've got a situation where it's a divisional matchup. Red Sox are on the road. They're a dog coming off a loss, a series loss to the Blue Jays. Rays are one, minus 155 on the money line. This totals at 8 Colin, we can lead off with you here on this game. Waka V Kluber.
2: Yeah, I actually like the first five under here as well. Corey Kluber is healthy for the first time in a couple of years, and he is a perfect kind of guy who can get through an order two times now unscathed. We saw it last week against the White Sox. Um, He's as, as long as he's healthy, he's pounding the strike zone. I think that he's really tough for hitters to square up, and the Rays are very smart about limiting their pitchers' ex- overexposure to lineups to see him multiple times. Michael Waka, I quite frankly, I, I think stinks, and he's the one guy who I worry about when it comes to hitting this first five under. It's four and a half, by the way. I don't know yeah. if I said that, but I, I am very confident in Kluber's ability to shut the Red Sox lineup down at least the first two times through the order. And so under four and a half is probably my favorite play here. I don't know what you think about this one, Zerillo. This is my favorite under today. Love anytime time you can get an under eight and a half in Tampa. Now this total has come
0: down to eight. I got eight and a half last night. But just looking back since the beginning of our Action Labs database, the beginning of Tropicana Fields, if you can get an under eight and a half or higher, so eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, those are a bit more rare at the TROP, but the TROP is an under park. Since the trap opened, unders 85 or higher, cash at a 54.5% clip, 5.4% return on investment. If you just bet every single one of those, you'd be up more than $3,000. So anytime I see that under 85 the drop, it immediately is going to trigger in my mind. I projected this at 74 Like that full game under, I'd still take 8, flat 8, minus 110. And I like the first five under as well. I'd probably bet that up to minus 125. These guys are not who they were a few years ago. I love the fact that Michael Walk is in Boston. I love the fact that all these mass holes get to scream out Waka if he's doing bad. So yeah, give me the under. I, so, yeah, I feel we
1: also like that, root might've for been, that might've been directed at me perhaps, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we also need to root for Waka to have a little bit more of this. Uh, unfettered success for a couple more starts because he will be very fade worthy through two starts with a 0.96 ERA right now, despite five walks. Um, yeah, he's definitely going to, it's he's a regression candidate and i I hope that he he keeps running into luck for at least a couple more weeks because then we can fade the hell out of him later agreed yep
1: yeah the over between these two teams has hit in five of the last seven but that factors in fenway park as opposed to the trop and there's something about kluber when he pitches against the red sox more so the last two that kluber was actually interested in going to boston the red sox didn't bite. you know high and Bloom has got his ways um but uh Tampa got him and yeah I think uh, I think Whit church is right Kluber's pitched pretty well they're at the top, and uh, the Red Sox they're not scoring they're not really uh, they're not hitting the baseball here lately Let's go to another matchup the Red Sox just fell to the Blue Jays and they're taking on the Astros it should be a good one this could be a potential ALS, ALCS matchup here Blue Jays Astros Astros significant
0: favorites and this total set an eight and a half zero low So projected the Blue Jays at plus 140 here in Houston. This is exactly the type of spot where I like to bet good teams against other good teams who have their ace on the mound. It's a spot where I've targeted. We just talked about the Rays, but the Rays the past couple of years against Garrett Cole and Chris Sale. I love betting good teams at big plus numbers. Projected this line closer to plus 140. Verlander has been great through his first couple starts this year. Expected year eight. Last year and this year in a limited sample around 2.5. Even factoring that in, I still show value on the Blue Jays here. So give me Toronto down to about plus 150.
1: Colin Woodchurch, your read on this game. It's a, it's a great matchup. And uh, as you know, Sean mentioned, uh, an ace on the mound for the Astros and Justin Berlin.
2: I'm going to agree with Zerillo here. I'm actually a big Ross Stripling fan. I, I think some Dodgers fans might, might shudder at that a little bit. He's, he was kind of inconsistent there for a couple of years. He doesn't miss a lot of bats. This is kind of the pitcher Ross Stripling is. He's three games and one start. He, his peripherals have already kind of matched up with his ERA. That's what he's been throughout his entire career. He's been exactly the pitcher that his ERA says he is. If you look at his ERA versus his X ERA or his FIP, and they're always right in line with each other. And I, Okay, so maybe he's not going to be a three ERA for the entire season, but he's going to be a guy who limits hard contact, who doesn't miss bats, doesn't walk many batters. He's walked a couple uh, more than expected so far this season. But I think that this is a very good opportunity to buy on the Blue Jays with Justin Berlander looking as good as he has so far this season. Anytime you can get a team that's arguably the World Series favorite at plus 140 or so, you've got to take it. So I'm all over the Blue Jays today.
1: Yeah, I think this is a spot, too, where you, you kind of, it's again, very early in the season. This sounds strong, but it's like, all right, are the Blue Jays, are they up for it, right? Big spot, a team that's been there before, did come on and set, set the tone for the weekend. And this is kind of, it kind of fits the narrative of, are they going to be around for, for the long haul? Not to say tonight matters, but they could, and that's what that number indicates. Uh, they're not, folks aren't necessarily sure if uh, they're in for it against a, against a marquee pitcher in a big spot. Uh, should be a good series. Looking for that. Um, Zerillo, some other games you want to hit on here uh, before we get to best bets?
0: Yeah, say my best bets for the end, I guess, or the, the best bet for the end. Uh, Colin and I, I, believe, are both on the Orioles today against the Angels. I made this line closer to plus 145. I think this is almost a must bet. Two bad pitchers, two bad bullpens. Reed Detmers has some upside long term. Not sure if Bruce Zimmerman is quite at that level. But I'm also on the overs here as well. First five over four and a half, full game over eight and a half. Projected those closer to nine point three for the full game. So I like the overs there. I like the Orioles there. The Diamondbacks against the Mets. I know gross. I actually projected the Diamondbacks as a favorite here at home, which is shocking to me. But Zach Allen, a much better pitcher, my than David Peterson. Give the Diamondbacks slightly better splits against lefties than I do against righties. So Arizona first five innings. I made that line closer to minus one sixteen. I like that better quite a bit. And then the last one would be the Padres at home against the Dodgers. I believe this line has come down, but the Padres were clearly the side based on the line last night. Julio Arias, velocity down a little bit. This year, a couple miles an hour. So the Padres, I made that line closer to plus 140. I liked it at plus 150, but I think the value is gone now.
1: As Sean said early in the season, if you see anything on the action app that has him going against the D-backs, it is, uh, it's not right.
0: <laughs> um, he, he would never. He would never go against Arizona. Yeah, I entered the wrong bet. If that happened, that's. Hey, sure. Zerillo,
2: what do you think about? Um, I I, I can make a couple of points on the on the games you mentioned here. Kyle Wright has been absolutely killing it. We our our Action Labs actually grades his strikeout prop. It's set all the way up at five and a half. Our Action Labs grades a nine out of ten rating to the under on that, projecting him at four four point four today. Are you a believer in in Wright? essentially, and and the start that he's had this season?
0: Yeah, I'll talk about the Marlins in a bit. And even though I'm betting the Marlins, I am a believer in right. His velocity is up a little bit this year, career high 94.8. And that's, again, in a limited sample at the start of a season. So it may actually even go up from here. And he also changed his pitch mix. He almost scrapped his uh, slider. It's down 20%. He's put all of that usage into his curveball and his changeup. So he's changed his pitch mix. Velocity's up a little bit. Former first-round pick, I believe. High first-round pick. So, always a guy who's said arm pedigree and arm talent. And it seems like it's finally come together. But I had to lower my priors on him from coming into the year what I think he is now just to get the line where I have it. And I still show value on the Marlins.
2: Yeah, fifth, fifth overall. He's a Vandy boy, too. One of the many Vandy pitchers. I, yeah, that, that, that strikeout total stuck out to me from that game. Um, Yeah, I don't think I'd play that under. I think he's definitely made significant improvements. Yeah, I I will put a a couple notes on the games you mentioned, Orioles Angels. I'm all over the the O's and the over there as well. Orioles games have been flying under probably even more to more uh, extreme of a degree than, than the rest of the league combined. But I'm generally going to bet the Orioles when they're facing a lefty, particularly a below average. Lefty, I like Reed Detmer's future prospect overall, but he's not an above-average pitcher in the majors yet. So, all, you know, plug my nose and bet the Orioles anytime they're in a spot like this. Loves that Gallon at home against the Mets. I, I'm with you there. And and Dodgers Padres, I'm actually looking at the first five under four and a half there again. I think that we can buy low again on Urias as a. Uh, early struggles. And and Nick Martinez, a lot of these teams haven't seen him. He's pitching in Japan the last couple of years. I really like to buy on pitchers with the unfamiliarity the first time or two through the order. So I think, you know, the, the Dodgers offense is obviously the Dodgers offense, but Martinez first time or two through the order should be able to hold them down. I need to mention with the angels too. trout's still
0: questionable. I don't think he's going to play tonight. It's apparently he's still undergoing tests. Even if he does, he's not going to be a hundred percent, still wearing a pad on his hand. Doesn't lend itself to the over, but I actually like the over without him. Certainly helps the Orioles if he's not playing.
1: Total set at eight and a half for Orioles Angels and the Orioles. The most runs they've allowed in a game this year is eight. They've actually kind of like weirdly stayed in their games so far. But to colin's point, the the under has been they they haven't scored more than five runs and they're four wins. So uh yeah. The Orioles, are, they're hanging around. They're making it uh, competitive, which is which is good for them. And, yes, looking forward to Dodgers, Padres. That is the first series of the season between those two teams. That was the hype of last year, if you guys recall, the uh, beginning of the season last year. They played six games out of the gate in April, and folks were thinking, like, this might be the uh, the marquee matchup to watch as the season unfolds. But then, of course, we found out with uh, the Tatis injury, the Padres just kind of skidded down, and the, and the Giants were there to stay. Let's go to cleaning up our best bets. Sean Zarillo is going to give out two plays
0: and Colin's only going to give out one. So go ahead, Sean, you can get started, yeah. please. Going to take the Diamondbacks' first five as my first bet. They're still a minus 102 at FanDuel. You could bet that off to minus 107, have them projected closer to minus 115. But my favorite bet on the board today, I actually bet twice. I bet the Marlins' first five money line and I also bet the Marlins' first five spread plus half a run at minus 120. They're still plus 120 on the money line at DraftKings. I made them Mar- minus one of five, and if this was opening day, I would have the line closer to minus one fifteen or minus one twenty. As I said, I've just had to lower my priors on Kyle Wright, but even with that, I still show significant value on the Marlins. Rogers a little bit of a struggle to start the year, so I think that's why we're getting some
2: value on the fish.
1: Colin White Church, best bet for Friday, April twenty
2: second. I'll actually give you two today because that's how much I love the Brewers Phillies under Brewers Phillies full game under eight is my. Favorite bet of the day for everything that I mentioned earlier, buying low on the struggles of Peralta and Suarez. I think they've done back on track to a certain extent today. And then also the first five innings under four and a half. I like that probably just as much, but you're paying a little bit extra juice to get the under four and a half. At most sports books, that's the reason I don't like quite as much as the full game total, but Brewers Phillies under eight first five innings under four and a half. Best bets of the day.
1: Excellent. That a boy, Colin. I peer pressured you into two. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of Payoff Pitch. Best of luck, everybody. We're here every Tuesday and Friday, so we'll catch you next Tuesday to break down the baseball slate for Sean Zarillo, Colin Whitchurch, Brendan Glasheen. We'll catch you next time. Best of luck today.
2: Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.